Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, January 10th, 2020. We fucking made it. Made it through another decade. I know I didn't do a podcast last week. I apologize for that, but we're back this week with a short podcast before I take a little bit of a break, which I will explain to you at the end of the show. All right. Uh, As always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week and margaritas are in order. So get your drink on. I don't know if you live in the Chicagoland area, but now's a good weekend to stay in and drink because it's going to be raining and snowing and then icing and then snowing and then getting really, really cold as the weekend progresses. So fuck it, just stay in if you can. All right, having said that, let's go ahead and get to today's birthdays. Happy birthday to Ray Bolger, Willie McCovey, Jim Croce, George Foreman, Pat Benatar, and Rod Stewart. In honor of Rod's birthday, we'll make today's song of the day, Hot Legs. Now, before we get into the weirdness of the week, I got to do the reminders like I do every week for people that are finding me for the first time. Three really quick reminders. Number one, this podcast is an amateur podcast. It's not done in a studio. It's not professionally edited and mixed. You will hear background noises. It doesn't seem together just ever so perfectly. It's meant to be that way. We're, we're running a low budget over here, okay? Like, free. So just enjoy the bullshit that I talk about without worrying about the background noises. Fine. It's meant to be that way. It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting the shit. Okay? Reminder number two. I have music at various locations throughout each episode. I have an intro song. I have a song at the end of the podcast. During the football, I have a song that takes us into the football program segment. And you can't hear any of it if you're not listening on an Anchor platform. So if you're on your computer, go to anchor.fm. If you're on your smartphone or tablet, download the free Anchor app. It's all free. My podcast, dozens of others, go do it and hear the podcast the way it was meant to be. And last but not least, if you got time, swing by the website, TomPowellJr.com, where you'll find out anything you want to know about me. But more specifically and importantly, you will find the link where you can go buy my first book, entitled A Grateful Life, Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. Okay, now that we've said all of that, let's go ahead and get this week's football segment out of the way. Cue the football music. Yeah, uh, wild card weekend. I, I went 0-4 on my picks on wild card weekend. I was an 0-for, a blue Tarski, a big fat zero. 0-for-4. <coughs> That's rough. So what happened in Wild Card Weekend that caused me to go 0-4? Well, um, we saw the Bills own the Texans in the first half, but the Texans put it together in the second half, came out and made a rally, sent uh, the Bills packing. I had the Bills in that game. And as a result, the Texans now have to go play Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. And I will go ahead and take the Chiefs. The Saints got screwed again in their building, in the playoffs, this time against the Vikings. Uh, It wasn't just one call, there were multiple calls. That was another instance in which uh, the refereeing cost the Saints a playoff game. Uh, But nonetheless, as a result, uh, the Vikings are now at the 49ers. And I'm going to go ahead and take the 49ers at home to get it done there. I think that defense is just too tough. The offense scores enough points. I don't see the Vikes coming out of there with a W. And then we had the Eagles and the Sea Chickens. Now, 
I had the Eagles in this game. And there is a kind of a, we'll never know with this game. Because Carson Wentz, you got to feel bad for this guy. But Carson Wentz gets knocked out again in the first quarter. This guy cannot finish a playoff game to save his life. But we do have the what if. Had he stayed in the game, we do not know. As a result, the Seahawks go on to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Seahawks are in Green Bay where Russell Wilson is over, just like I was over last week, over three, Russell Wilson is in Green Bay. So, I think that Russell Wilson's going to depart Green Bay, 0-4. I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers at home with that one. And the last game of last week was my favorite game of the week. My favorite game of the year. And may turn out to ultimately be, depends on how history is kind to us in the years to come, may turn out to be one of my favorite games of all time. Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, and former New England Patriots linebacker, won three Super Bowls with him, takes his Tennessee Titans back into New England for the wild card round, and the Titans win. They knock out the New England Patriots. As a result, the Tennessee Titans are on to play the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm going to go ahead and take the Ravens. Now, before I carry on with any additional football notes, let's just recap those picks. I'm going to go ahead and take Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at home against the the Houston Texans. I'm going to take the 49ers at home against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers at home against the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Tennessee Titans going home teams across the board. Now, really quickly, we had some coaching changes in this past week. We've got uh, the Vikings hire former Patriots wide receivers coach, Joe Judge. Never heard of him. They gave Joe a five-year contract. Let's see how that works out. Uh, former Baylor coach Matt Rule goes to Carolina Panthers. Ron Rivera goes to the Redskins. Mike McCarthy demeans himself and goes and takes the job in Jerry World. Uh, so we, we've still got uh, a couple of coaching carousels open, spots open. And uh, as of right now, Josh McDaniels has not yet decided which team he's going to fuck over this year. Uh, in case you haven't Guessed it. I'm still salty. I'm salty with the fact that he's a New England Patriot. I'm salty with the fact that he's a Bill Belichick boy. I'm salty with the fact that he agreed to take the job in Indianapolis and then bolted on Indianapolis right before the season started. I think he's a piece of shit, and I hope wherever he goes, he loses every fucking game he ever coaches for the rest of his life, 243 to nothing at a fucking minimum. At a minimum. Anywho, on that beautiful Patriots note. Let me end the football this week by saying this. The rumors are swirling about major offseason moves, not just concerning the New England Patriots, but concerning uh, multiple different teams, uh, not the least of which would be my team, the Indianapolis Colts. Now, excuse me, I needed to take a drink. Big rumor is that um, Tom Brady could be out in New England in search of a new team to try and win somewhere else before his career is over. 
Bill Belichick may be retiring. San Diego may be jettisoning, 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 getting rid of. Ebony, 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 ebony. I'm sorry. <laughs> Philip Rivers. And the rumors have it that Philip Rivers would be coming to Indianapolis. And Tom Brady would then go to L.A. to play with the Chargers. Another big rumor that's been circulating that I actually can find some logic in is Tom Brady to the Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders almost made it <coughs> Excuse me to the playoffs this year. They do have some weapons. They do have some talent. They've got Chucky as the coach. They're going into Vegas for the first time. They're looking to make a splash and are kind of built to win right now. So it could be an option for Tom Brady. <coughs> would be kind of weird to see Tom Brady donning the Raiders shield. But, and there's even rumors of him coming to Indianapolis. Coming to Indianapolis. Uh, as a Colts fan, I do not like the idea of taking either Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers as we head into next year. Sweep them into the dustbin of history, leave them where they're at, okay? Tom Brady's a perennial cheater and is not going to win anywhere he goes unless he cheats the way Bill Belichick cheats. I'm sorry, it's just a fact of life. And Phillip Rivers, while he's a damn good quarterback, probably one of the best, Philip Rivers is, is uh, you know, one of those guys that unfortunately couldn't get it done. I don't want either one of them. And I don't want either one of them at this stage in their career. Having said all of that, I must end on this. My uh, disdain, my hatred for the uh, New England Patriots is well-documented lore. If that was Tom Brady's last game in a New England Patriots uniform, if that was the last game in which he was going to start at quarterback for Bill Belichick up in New England, then as somebody who has the disdain for the New England Patriots that I have, I cannot tell you how happy it makes me feel that Tom Brady's last throw as a New England Patriot was a pick six in an elimination playoff game in his own building. Piss off, live with that the rest of your life, you cheating prick. All right, now that we're done with the football, <laughs> got to put it away for a little bit because we got the, the usual weird shit to discuss uh, this week. Uh, this is the point in the show where I go, so what's been going on this week? Well, actually, since we last talked, the uh, Illinois marijuana rollout has occurred. Uh, it's now 10 days old. On day number one, without having all 75 dispensaries up and running, Illinois saw $2.3 million worth of marijuana sales and lines that lasted for hours and shops that were telling people, we cannot sell any more recreational, we're down to medicinal only. Uh, in other words, uh, it was a booming su success and a colossal failure all at the same time. It was a booming success in that, uh, clearly, the people are going to come out and spend their money for it, Okay. The people that are not willing to take the, the legal risk and still get it from their guy. The people that are coming out to, to smoke it now that it is legal and want to make sure that they buy it from a licensed dispensary are, are going to come out and they're going to spend their money. Get, you got to get the rest of those dispensaries open. And you got to get the cultivation programs 
rocking and rolling. You are running short on product. This It's the new gold rush. Wake the fuck up and see what's happening. It's all around you, okay? You have state after state after state that you can go back and look at their successes in their marijuana legalization program. You can now look at the first 10 days of Illinois' rollout, and you can see that you guys have got a money-making machine in front of you, and you are not ready to run it. Time to step it up, boys. On a local level, really quickly, and we don't talk politics other than marijuana on this program. On a local level, I do want to commend... um, Three members of our board and our mayor, uh, our board here in Shanahan, held their vote to uh, whether or not they were going to prohibit sales in town or allow sales in town. And three of our board members voted to prohibit sales in town. Three of our board members voted to allow sales in our town. And our mayor broke the tie with a vote to allow it. So congratulations, Shanahan. You no longer live in the dark ages. Like your neighbor town, Manuka, who is still living like it's the year seven <clears throat> when it comes to the Illinois or to the marijuana laws. <clears throat> but nonetheless, no worries, Manuka will be more than happy to take those tax dollars off your hands. Congratulations to the three board members who had common sense. Uh, I guess we got to do a little bit of work on the other side. We've got a year to discuss that and we'll discuss it at the appropriate time. Now, speaking of weed, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that a week from tomorrow, my ass is wheels up for Jamaica. A week from tomorrow, we're on a plane, the missus and I. We're going back to Sandals Ocho Rios. I would post this in the Ochi page, but they don't allow it. (laughs) What are you going to do? Any hoodles. we're wheels up. We're going back to Ocho Rios. We've got the Romeo and Juliet suite again. And the day after we arrive, I am already booked on my tour up the mountain to go see Bob and get some of the good yum-yums that the people of Bob's town have to offer. In the in the way of uh, disgustingly fat pre-rolled joints of homegrown goodies and some brownies for Mama. So... Uh, that's going to be the biggest reason right there why I am not going to be doing another podcast until February. Next Friday, I will be getting busy and packing my shit to be wheels up the next morning. And then I will be in Jamaica for 10 days. We don't get back until the 28th. So February it is. Maybe I can squeeze one in right after we get back from Jamaica. We'll see. I'm not exactly going to be looking for weird-ass stories to talk about while I'm in Jamaica. I'm going to be too busy being naked in a pool and higher than a giraffe's pussy for about 10 days straight. <clears throat> I'm just trying to keep it, keep it honest with you, okay? That is exactly what's on the schedule for a full 10 days. I wait until the wife says, okay, it's time to go to the restaurant, and then I put clothes on, and then I go to the restaurant, and then we go back to the room, and I get naked, and I get in my pool, and I get higher than a giraffe's pussy. That's how that shit goes. And then some guy in a tuxedo drives a golf cart to our door and brings us cake. I mean, dude. That's it. Right there you go. You go sit on the beach all day. 
Then you go back to your room, you take a little shower, you take a little dip in your, your private pool. <clears throat> then you throw on some clothes, you go have some food, you go back to your room, you derobe again, you get in your private pool, you smoke until your brains are mush, and some guy in a tuxedo brings you cake to your door. It's awesome. And if you get the munchies again, you just pick up the food, the phone, and you go, now bring me one of those jerk chicken wraps. And they do. I'm just saying. Just saying. I, I know that exists here, you know, like DoorDash. But then I got to run a credit card through it. It's already, this one's already paid for. So it needs to get here. Week from tomorrow. I'll tell you who needs to go to the top of the mountain. Get some of Bob's Yum Yum's. Enjoy some of that, get some of that up into your brain and get you to chill out. I'm going to start getting into the, into the weird stories of the week for you now. The first one being of a Joanne Mercardi. Jo- Joanne Mercardi. And yes, she is of the great state of Florida. Volusia County, Florida. Cops were called to her trailer when there was a call to them about a disturbance. And what had happened was... This numbnuts, this Joanne lady, she went off on her landlord. Cops were called to her trailer because her landlord came to her trailer to address some uh, some repairs that needed to be done. And apparently, when she entered the front door of the trailer, the tenant, Joanne McCarty, threw a bucket of human shit and piss on her. I mean, it's, it's, so what appears to be is that this woman has been shitting in a bucket. Guys, Florida, am I right? (laughs) Fucking Florida. Anyway, her landlord walks in the door and this woman took this bucket that she has been going to the bathroom in and threw it on the landlord. And the landlord then, like, freaked out and ran to the bathroom to, like, wash it off of her. And this Joanne psychopath followed her to the bathroom and then began to smear the shit all over her landlord. Then as she hears the cops approaching, she smears some of the shit on her own face and then proceeds to tell the cop, she threw a bucket of shit on me. <laughs> and I hit it, and I blocked most of it, and it went back on her and arrest her. And the landlord's standing there like, are you fucking nuts? I came here to repair something, and you threw a bucket of shit on me. Oh, Florida. Never, ever fails to entertain the great state of Florida. But yeah, Joanne, honey, get yourself some giggle bush and smile a little more, okay? We cannot be, we live in a fucking society. We cannot be throwing buckets of shit on each other for any reason. Let's just say you were really, 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 really pissed at her for any reason. You still don't get to throw a bucket of shit out. I when I read stories like that, I have to ask: 
were you shitting in a bucket because you knew somebody was coming in the days to come and you wanted to have a bucket of shit to throw on them? Or do you just shit in a bucket? Now, it could very well be, the story didn't elaborate, it could very well be that the landlord was, landlord was there to repair a malfunctioning toilet. And that's why Joanne's been shitting in a bucket. And there was obviously enough to douse the landlord in. So she's been shitting in the bucket for a minute. And maybe she's some kind of salty about it. I, I don't know. But still. Still. You don't get to throw buckets of shit on people. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you guys a question. We, we talk about the nuttiness of the actual incident. Week in, week out. I want to ask you, what do you think is worse for the responding officer? So, they had some quotes from some of the officers that responded to this thing. And one of the officers was like, listen, I don't know who's telling the truth, which one of y'all is telling the truth. All I know is that both of you are covered in shit and you need to take a step back. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being the officer, right? You've arrived to the call of a disturbance in a trailer park. Can you find two women covered in shit and piss? Each one of them saying that the other one threw it on him. Now, what's worse? Are being an officer that has to respond to the shit-covered call or being another Florida officer in Inglewood, Florida who's got to respond to a 3 a.m. call of disturbance because a guy named Carlos Suarez has been yelling, fuck you and suck my dick at the top of his lungs, butt-ass naked in the parking lot of this apartment complex. <clears throat> you want the two broads covered in shit, or do you want the 3 a.m. butt-naked, suck-my-dick Carlos Suarez call? <laughs> Either way, I'd say you probably made a vocational error. But regardless... They show up, Carlos Suarez is there, naked, screaming at the top of his lungs. Oh my God. Fucking great. Cops approach him, and Carlos begins to get into his defensive mode. Now, nobody wants to fight the naked guy to begin with, but when you don't want, really, really don't want to fight the naked guy is when you go to approach and he's in his defensive stance and as you get closer, he goes the oppo on you and he starts swinging his dick at you, which is exactly what Carlos did to the approaching officers. He went from fist to cuffs up, you know, fighting stance to shoulders back, hip out, dick swinging. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. There's videotape, not of the incident, but of the people in Florida that they interviewed afterwards for the news. One guy talking about, and then it just his dick was just flying everywhere. No, hell no, that ain't right. <laughs> you have got to go find it. 
Oh, there's just some crazy motherfuckers in the state of Florida. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should be talking, but I'm just... Every time I read this story, it fucking cracks me up. What do you think you're going to do, man? Swinging your dick and teeth multiple options? Of course you're going to get tased. <laughs> Ride the lightning, big boy. You're lucky you didn't have six or seven of them bad motherfuckers fucking you. <coughs> oh, my God. I'm swinging his dick. Good Lord. Is that a new version of Floridian rough sex? I mean, you got to be really, really willing to put your genitalia on the line. All right? These boys are already approaching you in, in a defensive stance because you're naked. You, if I were you, I'd be covering up and, like, trying to protect the business. Not you. Dick out, swinging. Helicoptering that motherfucker all over the parking lot. For every cop in the world to see. Yeah. Bet you he's hell in bed, huh, ladies? If he's willing to do that at the par- in the parking lot at 3 a.m. to the cops, what's he going to do to you? Face down, ass up at 1 a.m. up in the apartment. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh, things could get very interesting with Mr. Suarez in the middle of the night. Now, maybe Carlos can take it, but I can tell you somebody who can't. The guy in our next story. Whoo, Taylor Hayes. He's he's going out with 24-year-old Kristen Parsons. And uh, Taylor actually called the cops on his girlfriend, Kristen, because apparently, while getting intimate, full-blown sexy, sexy time, Kristen got a little too rough for him. She bit him and she scratched him, and he was having none of it. It's not gonna. I'm not. He's not gonna tolerate. You're not gonna treat me like a piece of meat. And so he called the cops on her. And had a domestic battery charge filed against his own girlfriend. Called her while they were having sex. That is, uh, that's a, that's a ballsy move in and of itself. For anything. Let alone calling the popo because she got a little rough with you in the sack. Now, I, I, I earlier I asked you about the cops, right? What, what, what would be worse? Showing up to the scene with the two women covered in shit, or showing up to the scene with the nuttier than a squirrel turd dude who's buck ass naked and swinging his dick at you. <clears throat> I want to know what you think is worse between these two scenarios. Is it worse that Taylor now has to go through life being known as the little bitch who couldn't handle a little bit of rough rough in the bedroom, or is it worse? to be his girlfriend, Kristen, who might have had to call mom and dad to come bail her ass out of jail. Well, what the hell did you get arrested for? The pussy can't handle it, you know? No, I got a little right. got a couple bite marks on him. I don't know. I was trying to get into it, you know? It's not like I shoved a finger up his ass or nothing, and then poof, next thing you know, the cops are on me. Dude, Taylor, listen. It might not be your thing, Okay? And you don't have to stick with it. I'm not saying you do. But brother, 
Here's what you do in that scenario. You just fucking ride it out for the night. And then you find yourself a, a new girl, you know, tomorrow, if that's all you need to do. You know what I'm saying? You just can't handle the rough stuff. You don't need to go calling the cops, my brother. Not in the least bit. Just ride it out for one night. And then just be like, ah, you know, maybe go sleep on it. Maybe, maybe as it progressed a little bit, you might have enjoyed a little bit of it. Who the hell knows? I'm just saying. A little biting, a little scratching. Now, he did say to the cops that about a week earlier, she had punched him through the face three or four times. But he didn't feel like filing a report. He was just going to like write it off as a one-off. And then in the sack, she started to fucking nibble on some shit. And he was like, all right, there's obviously some issues going on here. Maybe you grew up under power lines. There's a little too much lead in the paint. Some shit's happening, but I'm outie. And he called the fucking cops. I mean, I personally, I mean, okay, listen, you can't do that. If he said no, if he said stop, you got to stop, obviously. But are you really calling the cops because the woman just got a little rough with you in the sack? Jesus, Mary and Joseph, man. My wife of 22 years here. My, been with her for going on 23 years, married for 21. Threw a comb at me and it stuck in the wall. She's right now going, no, I did not. Yeah, you did. We've had our doozies. Your doozy was in the sack. And you still call the cops. You got to man up a little bit. Got to man up a little bit. Now, don't man up too much. I say man up, but sometimes people take it to an extreme. My next story is a prime example of somebody taking it to the extreme. And once again, it comes to us from the great state of Florida. Specifically Columbia County, Florida. I don't know, this week had a lot of them Florida stories. They're just coming out of the fucking woodwork. Like maybe a, a full moon went by Florida or some shit and even more than the usual number of crazies came out of the woodwork. But this particular story comes was out of Columbia County, Florida and it involves 38-year-old Donald Watts. Officers got a call that somebody was doing meth. So they arrived at the scene of the call, and they found a gentleman outside, buck-ass naked, covered in mud, smoking meth. Florida. So they approached the guy. Uh, Sir, what, can, we, can we talk to you? He takes off running. They, they follow suit. He runs into a nearby trailer, comes out the back door where a couple of cops have gone around the back door, and he comes out swinging. So what do they do? And instantly, they, the, the officers that responded to this thing later had said, we knew automatically not to even mess with this guy. He was naked, he was covered in mud, and he was smoking meth. Just get him on the ground. To be honest, he's lucky he didn't get shot on sight. So he comes out the back door sc- fucking swinging, and the cop's like, no, nah, not having it. Tase him. Toom. Nope. Shakes that fucking taser right off. Hit him again. Second taser comes in from a second officer. Junk. He's now got two of them wires in him, and they're pumping him. He's shaking both of them off. Pulls the cords out. Takes off running again. Gets into a nearby wooded area. Cops are like, "Fuck that. We're not going in after this guy. This guy has lost his shit." Bring in the dog. 
So they brought in the canine unit. Like, all right, go get him, boy. They, they released the canine into the woods. And apparently, this guy was all ramboed out up in the woods, naked, covered in mud, and methed out of his fucking mind, waiting in a tree for the dog to come running. And he jumped on top of the dog, gets it into a, like a bear lock with his arms and his legs into a chokehold, and then bit the fucking dog's ear. And it was at that point in time the cops were able to get there and then get him off the dog. But holy shit. There is nothing, nothing in the world that can beat a messed up, naked, covered in mud Florida man. Went Rambo in the woods on the, on the police dog. Out of the tree, onto the dog. Kind of like some kind of a fucked up hillbilly canine, you know, full Nelson on the dog and then bit its fucking ear. I don't know if people of a certain age retire to Florida because they actually like the state of Florida or if they retire to Florida because it's just so goddamn entertaining. I mean, it seems to me you're actually taking your life into your own hands. But, damn, look at that. Naked, covered in mud, messed up Florida man. Hell, messed up Florida, Florida man bad enough. Naked, covered in mud, and fighting your police dog and winning after being tased twice. That takes the cake right there, ladies and gentlemen. All right, listen. I got shit to do. I got a vacation coming up. There will be no podcast next week, nor the week after. We'll see about three weeks from now. I don't get back until the 28th. Make sure you follow the Facebook page, the Powell Entertainment Company. I'll be throwing some pictures, maybe a couple of videos up on there. As the week, as the 10 days progress down in Jamaica. Uh, I'll also put up some uh, some football picks for the ones that I'm going to miss for not having a podcast. Uh, until then, uh, adios, don't bother me. I'm having jerk chicken and getting higher than the kite. That's how that one rolls. As always, stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.